Foley. And I'm Jay Probs. Today we're going to be talking about the NBA, starting off with the Christmas start. Yep. Which the NBA is officially okayed, mm-hmm. and the players will be back in action soon for everybody to watch. Yeah, I mean, from a business standpoint, when you're looking at Adam Silver, he wants to get this season back on track. And he looks at Christmas as his top money-making point. So I feel like um, this is a great decision for the NBA, purely looking at the business side. Um, I think they got a real win here with the starting on Christmas, which will probably get them a ton of views. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, they talked about it earlier, about the, the million-dollar difference. or Yeah. I, I, the number exactly but it was around there where adam silver was um worried that the nba would not be in a good spot and it was going to come down to the players and a lot of the players didn't like this and yeah for sure you can already see backlash starting with lebron james who's already stated that he won't be playing all the games i mean stuff like that that just doesn't look good on the nba yeah i mean you had that problem at the um last year with Kawhi and his load management, and you saw how that turned marquee games into really just trash games that you don't watch because you're looking to see Kawhi and PG versus LeBron and AD, but then you hear, oh, Kawhi is not playing. Because of load management, then you're like, oh, why should I watch that game then? It's not going to be interesting. And so I feel yeah. like with these older players, I feel like that's going to happen a little bit more. And so I think that's one of the negatives of starting on Christmas. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you you look at you look at the NBA as a whole, and it's a business game. Yeah. I mean, we're well aware of that, but this just it just it's just not going to be as fun to watch for some of these very, which looks to be very nice games. And I get it that you're opening it up. And one positive for the players is they'll all be able to play in the Olympics, which, if you guys remember, got delayed one year. Yeah. So now it, the, all the players will be able to play if they decide to play. I mean, with this tough of a schedule, we might see a difference in the Olympics as well. Yeah, I mean, this the Olympics has to, can't just take in it to account what's going on in the U.S. The Olympics is a worldwide sport, so that is probably has a a much lower chance than um the nba starting for sure yeah we're gonna go ahead and dive into some some teams that are actually gonna be as a whole i mean the organizations that are lower here on the totem bowl those are gonna get a lot more reps i think those teams benefit the most i mean wouldn't you agree that they get to have some more some more time to get some games in. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the teams that didn't make it to the bubble, they basically got that huge amount of break from when the NBA was delayed until Christmas. And so, like, and also players who opted out, like, such as Bradley Beal, they're going to be 100%. And I think the biggest team that you're looking at that benefited is the Golden State Warriors coming off um, a pretty difficult campaign where Steph got injured, Draymond got injured, Clay Thompson got injured. So what do you think, um, Stromboli? 
Yeah, I mean, I agree. This just looks like the Warriors' year to lose. Because uh-huh. you have a shortened schedule, you have the players being well rested. All that stuff is it, it's it's gonna work out for the better for them. Because now they also have that pick, and they haven't said that they're gonna trade it away, and it makes me not so sure. Yeah, I mean, that number two overall pick, they could really do anything they possibly want with it. They could take a young guy for the future and develop him, or they could trade him for a win now star or win now role player. So they really, I feel like this um, this down year helped them a lot um, because they're going to have a lot more. If they trade it or if they take a young player, they're going to have a lot more um, assets to go off of when Curry and Thompson retire. Yeah, I agree. We're, we're going to get more into the Warriors' decision to, with that number two overall pick late in the next segment. For now, we're going to take a break before we jump into the draft. And we're back to the RTT podcast. This is Mr. Stromboli. And now we are going to, after talking about the NBA early start, we're now going to, or what? It's not really an early start, but we're looking at it as an early start now in Christmas. We're now going to go to the draft. Yeah. The order has been chosen. The Timberwolves are number one. They're on the clock. What do you think of the candidates are here to go number one, and who do you think is going to end up right there? Um. Well, so the Timberwolves um, really have a couple options here because they can take anyone because there's not a real clear-cut number one guy here. So they're going to have to look at who fits their system best, who they like personality-wise. And for me, I'm kind of leaning towards Anthony Edwards because this team already has a ball-dominant guard in D'Angelo Russell, a center, a superstar center in Cat. So now they're looking for someone who can bolster their defense as well as be a, a, playma- a number three playmaker who can maybe come off the bench or who could serve in that spot shooting guard position next to um, Russell. And I think that's really what um, Ed, Edwards brings to the table compared to any of the pro, any of the other top prospects, really. Yeah, I agree. I mean, a, a lot of people would love to see LaMelo Ball be selected here, but mm-hmm. it's not really viable for the Timberwolves. With They already have D'Angelo Russell, and I think Edwards – I agree. I think Edwards is the pick here. Yeah. Um. I know Wiseman was in the mix for a little bit, but I I just I'm not convinced on Jamie Wiseman with his with this collegiate career that was cut so short. I mean, I'd like to see him play some more games. So I agree. I think Edwards is going to go here because the Timberwolves are in a really good spot. I think they're another one of the teams that benefits, but mm-hmm. overall, I think the Warriors benefit more. Which brings us to the Warriors, number two overall. They're on the clock. If they pick somebody, do you think it's going to be the three uh, people, or Wiseman, Lamelo, or Edwards, or do you think that's just going to be something completely different? Well, I mean, with the Warriors, I really don't know who they really have in mind, but because you have um, rumors um, going from people projected to go like outside the top ten to Lamelo Ball, so. 
it's really um, the Warriors because they have no real glaring need right now because they have superstars like Curry on their team. But if I was going to say the one prospect that really jumps out that could fit in on this team, for me, it's James Wiseman because he has talent. We all saw that talent. Um, and that's why even with a short, shortened, shortened season, he's still projected so high. And I feel like a Warriors culture could really help him develop. What do you think, Stromboli? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I actually, that's exactly what I was thinking and, and James Wiseman. I mean, mm-hmm. he's had a shortened career. And for, for a lot of people aren't convinced, like I am, that is, I share that opinion. But he is a basketball player. He is talented. And the Warriors don't have, they've never really, in all their playoff runs, they've never had a real center except for that DeMarcus Cousins run. Yeah. And I think should be interesting to see if they hold on to whoever they pick here because last i mean if it was not too long ago where we saw the luca trey thing yeah Trey swap where we thought the mavericks just took their second guard but really they i mean they took trey young as their guard but really they were just moving him around i think the warriors pose the biggest talk of the draft i don't think that the, the timberwolves will be talked about as much with this second overall pick to a team that is already a title title contender without this pick yeah i mean wiseman is probably most people's choice when you're looking at a pick but i'd have to say one that i would be really interested in seeing is if the warriors do pick lamella ball and so before anyone says that he's going to interrupt interrupt like curry and stuff I mean, I'm thinking that you have a dynamic young guard who can score but can't play defense. Like, he's not a top defensive prospect. And so the Warriors can develop this talent. And when Curry decides to retire or Thompson decides to retire, you have someone who can instantly fill in their shoes and become your and can lead your um, dynasty into the next century. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, it comes down to what the Warriors decide that they think is the best for the team. Yeah, and sure. that could be trading the pick, and that could be keeping the pick. Um, mm-hmm. From a Warriors front office standpoint, I think you keep the pick. But from a Warriors organization standpoint, in the future, that pick – is going to get more and more money. He is a top 10 pick, and you already have a stacked roster, so it's not something you need. It'll be interesting to see which way they decide. Um, We're going to go Mm -hmm. ahead and move into who will be the most improved lottery team. You have the Warriors. You have the Timberwolves. Is there anybody else that you think can really match up with these guys on the improvement scale? Um, Well, I mean... The Warriors, they're probably at the top right now because, um, well, they have Curry so they're and they have this talented roster. So I don't think they should really be counted as a lottery team. I think this should just be a one-time dive, something like that. Um, but, I mean, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, 
they look really like they're going to really improve because of that late trade for D'Lo that gives them two superstars. And then they also have this um, number one overall pick. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be crazy because they're going to have almost um, potentially three stars that they can rely on. So I think they'd have to go as probably the number one improved team here. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I see your point here, but I'm gonna go ahead and take another side. I have, I mean, I have my my under my sleeper pick here is is the Chicago Bulls. They have a, a nice thing going, and if they get one more player to match up with Zach to help Zach Levine, Cody White, those guys. I think they could be potentially dangerous, but I think the bet I think a really good suit here is the Atlanta Hawks. And you look at this team and they weren't they were they were on the bottom of the league, but they ended the year a lot better than they started the year. And you have John Collins who's playing fantastically and you have Trey Young yeah. who's playing like Trey Young. I don't know. I think another lottery pick if you add it to this team, they could be a potentially dangerous team. We have some weak you have some weak spots on the team and yeah. from Hawks organization, they, they're saying we, we need one more guy. We need two more guys before we're, we're back in it. And I think this is a Hawks team that could potentially make the playoffs. I think uh, the Warriors and Timberwolves and, and a few of these other teams could make the playoffs and that would be interesting. And the reason mm-hmm. that being that a bunch of lottery teams are going to make a push this year, the NBA is getting tighter. That's that's fun to watch for all the fans. Yeah, for sure. You have these older stars that are ending their career and trying to take that get that last chip. And then you have these young teams like New Orleans, Minnesota, um, Boston that are and Miami, of course, that are really pushing for the future and they already have a stacked core, but they're just getting better and better as, as every year just Go, goes on and so I know I said the T-Wolves were going to be um, in my opinion the most improved team but I mean I'd have to agree with you Sean Bully the second or maybe equal with them would be the Hawks because of all the, of the options that they have and the talent they already have on the roster yeah it'll be interesting to see how Lloyd Pierce and his squad can get together Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and talk about free agency in a bit. We'll be right back with you after the break. And we're back to the RT, R, RTT podcast, excuse me. And we are now going to talk about free agency in the NBA. few options here you have, and we're going to start off with Fred Van Fleet, the yep. Toronto. I mean, he, he's been great there. I, I mean, do you really see Fred leaving this team? I mean, there are a lot of teams with interest in a guard like Fred Van Vliet. I mean, any team that really wants to jumpstart their their team and doesn't have a young point guard would look at FVV. But I think it's in the best interest of Toronto to try and hold on to him, even if it means that they have to let go one of their veterans like Lowry or Gasol because he Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam combined 
can be the future of this franchise. And I feel like if they get a little bit, a couple more pieces around them, they could be um, title contenders for a while. Yeah, I agree. I I completely agree from that standpoint. I mean, the the Toronto organization has to look at this from how can we keep going in the future? And, And I think FVV is the option too. I mean, I know there was some rumors with the Knicks some yeah. supermax rumors with a few other teams but i i just i it's hard to see fred leaving i feel like he's so connected to the city with with all the stuff that he's done for them and it, it's hard to see him leaving at all next yeah. we're going to talk about oh go ahead do you have one more point dad um yeah i was just saying the knicks i mean they're rumored for a lot of free agent guys so i mean it it wouldn't be surprising to see if Fred Van Vliet went for that Supermax, because I don't know if that's something that Toronto can afford right now, but I feel like they should still be giving um, Fred Van Vliet a very uh, 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 a deal that he can accept, and it doesn't seem like he's taking so much of a discount, because he is playing on a contender squad compared to a team like the Knicks, who don't really seem to be have any direction but yeah that's yeah uh, i mean the knicks always they come into free agency with such potential like last and year this is yeah this is a team like last year where, where there's not many stars that want to make this team a contender again and it's been it's like, like that a for a while thing. yeah i mean it, it's when you have a player of that caliber and kevin durant say that about your organization it's going to be very very difficult to to land players i mean yeah. it'll be really interesting to see the knicks because they, they're an organization that we're, we're all kind of watching to see if they'll do anything but everybody knows deep down it's going to be very difficult for them to do anything we're going to keep moving on into gordon hayward who has the player option um what the rumors here is staying in Boston, joining the East. It does. There's not much that says he's returning back to the West. What are yeah, your thoughts? He's expressed that he, he's most likely not going to stay with the Celtics. And I mean, that's fair. You are looking in at this young core and you don't really see yourself fitting in the team's timeline. So, I think it would be in the Celtics' interest to maybe get picks a young role player um, in exchange for um, Gordon Hayward. But the one thing that I would um, love to see happen is a trade between the Celtics and um, Pacers with um, Oladipo going to Boston and the Pacers bringing back Hayward as well as um, someone like of Marcus Smart's caliber. What do you think? Yeah, I think that that brings it interesting. I mean, I know Oladipo's been the supposed cornerstone of that Indiana franchise, but he, yeah. he's, his injuries have have caused him them to maybe start looking at stuff. I think... I think a really interesting one is Gordon. I know there's not much on this, but if Gordon Hayward were to move to the West, 
which I don't think is very likely. So I'm just yeah. throwing out a scenario here. But I think an interesting uh, trade with OKC, because I know Danilo Gallinari is on the chopping block, something similar mm-hmm. along those lines, that would be very interesting from both teams because Gallinari's had a great year. Hayward's been one of those guys that can be veteran presence to an, a younger OKC team and an OKC team that's building for the future. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. We see both sides to this. Looking at the that the other side of that, um, I I really don't see it as a realistic image for the way that where OKC is trending, which is I feel like towards a more rebuilding stage and a team that's going to be on the fringes of the playoffs, but not really in that contention until they can land their next young star to pair along um, SGA. So I don't really know how much sense it would make to trade Gallinari for Hayward, who's an older player and on an expiring contract. But I would say if the Thunder can get something for Gallinari, they're probably going to look more towards teams offering trade or picks or young players. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I was just throwing things out there. I mean, but I I agree with the OKC point, though. This team is kind of a a guessing game to see what they're doing. We thought we were rebuilding last year, and Uh Chris Paul stays on the team, and they somehow make the playoffs and push the Rockets to seven. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. But OKC, just to to point it out there, has always been an organization that has – has done well in free agency. They've moved yeah. players in and moved players out. They're a great organization that's build, built players. Mm-hmm. I mean, those players haven't stayed, but you have a lot of big names now that are out there. You that had those guys. Team. Yeah, you had those guys coming from your team, and Sam Presti's done a great job. It'll be a, it really interesting to see how this team pans out. Yeah, and when you fire Billy Donovan, it shows that the – um, the management knows that they're picking these really good players, but when the team can't get those championships, then something has to change. And so I think they're still going to be picking great players, but I'm just going to be waiting to see how this new um, coaching uh, really affects their chances of maybe making that one step that, KD, Russ, and Harden couldn't make in OKC. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I, I from the very beginning, the Billy Donovan thing was an interesting hire after, after for some reason, when they lost Scott Brooks, who was a great coach for them. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that shows it as well. I mean, it, the OKC mm-hmm. team is, is trending towards rebuilding. They had they had a playoff year. They, they're celebrating it, but it'll... What I'm wondering is how much they offload in the in the off season, and we can't really say a number right now. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and move on into the next segment, but first we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. And we're back on the RTT podcast. This is Mr. Stromboli, and I'm here with Jay Prubs. Yep. And today, now we're gonna be talking about Goran Dragic and his. <clears throat> upcoming decision in free agency yeah well i'm just gonna take the um 
the opinion that he's not going anywhere. I mean, you saw how much of an impact he made in the playoffs, and for a Heat team that's trying to get back to the chip, um, they're going to want to keep him around for sure. Yeah, I think the Heat, I agree, the Heat team needs to to keep some of these players, but I just, with Goran, I, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, he, he's had injuries. People, have, there's been so many rumors about him. I mean, this is a guy that, that could potentially move, and I, I, you see potential trades out there for other players. I think the Bucks are a front runner if he decides to leave because he wants to be a part of a good team. I also think, I mean, we had rumors all throughout the free agent with Dragic to the Mavericks for that period yeah. of time, and it ended up falling through. I think, I think he would love to join Luka. I think that would be a great presence on the Mavericks, but... I don't think that will happen. I, and I, I think I think I agree. I mean, I think Goran stays, but I think it does it does linger out for the Heat. I think they let him test what's going on out there and then I think they reel him back in. Yeah, I mean, that would be a huge piece that they'd have to replace in Miami. But I mean, looking at your point that you made about the Milwaukee Bucks being front runners for Goran Drogic, it it seems like they're front runners for every veteran, talented point guard out there. Guard out there on the market, like you got Drew Holiday, you got Chris Paul, you got Goran Dragic. So, the Bucks they know that they need a upgrade at that position, and so it's just going to be really interesting to see which guy they choose. Because in my opinion, I really I would like to see. Chris Paul working the point guard working with the Greek freak that would be that would be awesome to see. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that would be a, a huge uh, blockbuster trade. thing. Like a people, yeah, and, and a trade, and people would want to watch that team. But it's it comes down to the numbers here, and and with all the drama with the Bucks in the off season, with Giannis unfollowing his teammates, and following him back his brother winning a championship mm. and then him just like putting him on a completely different planet uh, above everybody else i think i think Giannis knows that's what he wants he wants that and i think the bucks organization is seeing all this saying we got to do something right now we this is our last chance because Giannis yeah. is right here at the end of his contract and he is not it is not looking like he's going to take the uh player the option to extend his contract through so, in my opinion, I think we're gonna we're looking at a, a Giannis championship year or a Giannis is moving on year, and there's a lot of teams out there with that are front runners, and that for for Giannis, even though we don't know what's gonna happen, and I think this Bucks organization is on the hot seat. Yeah, I mean, any team would love to add a Giannis, and they'd be re- ready to trade all their assets for him, um, but. It's just going to be interesting because if you're a Bucks team, you want to do everything possible to keep him in Milwaukee. But at the end of the day, um, you got to make sure that you're not just going out and just getting as many stars, but you're getting pieces that you know you can fit around Giannis and may- maybe mask his lack of three-point shooting um, with... Better three point shooters like CP three and 
players that can really um, facilitate the ball to him in the paint where he's the strongest. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Bucks organization's move. We're yeah, playing chess out here with the free agency, and it, it's their it's their turn to see what they can do. Yeah, it's their move exactly. Um, and and for Giannis, you you got to make a decision. You can't. I I don't think it's it's wrong to leave the all the whole Milwaukee fan base up in the air if you leave because you indicated that you're coming back and then you unfollow all your teammates. You put a a celebration post out there and then you're putting your brother. You're you're posting all this stuff. I mean. For me, it, it for from a fan standpoint, when when mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the Bucks, but I'm a fan of of teams, and when when you go out there and you do that to your fan base, it's like torture for them to watch. Yeah. They, I mean, they don't know what the, what's gonna happen. That that's just my opinion on this whole situation. I mean, I think it's up to him to really see what the Bucks do this season and how far they really go, because I think a championship secures Giannis for the future for sure because unless he pulls a Kawhi which I don't think he will um he's staying in Milwaukee if they win a championship and so I think the Bucks ought to do everything they possibly can to win a championship this year yeah I agree I mean I think it's championship or bust for for Milwaukee and the Giannis uh relationship we're going to go ahead and wrap the episode up right there. Thank you guys so much for yeah. listening and supporting our podcast and our website. Check us out at rewindthattape.com where we post content. And we'll see you guys back.